0: and welcome to another edition of the UK Law Week podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we're going to be looking at the case of Balhousie Holdings Limited and Commissioners for HMRC. The citation for this case is 2021 UKSC 11. And this week the case that we're looking at is a tax case and these can get a little bit complicated and hard to explain so I'll do the best I can and try and keep the technical stuff down to a minimum. We know that value-added tax, or VAT, is charged on goods and services in the UK. But did you know that some goods, such as books and newspapers, are zero-rated? And that means that while they are still subject to VAT for the purposes of record-keeping, the rate that is charged to customers is 0%. This is distinct from other things that are simply exempt from VAT, in this particular case, we will be looking at the acquisition of a care home in Scotland by Balhousie, the appellant, from a developer. To be able to finance this acquisition, Balhousie negotiated something referred to as a sale and lease back with another company called Target. Basically, all it means is that once Balhousie acquired the care home themselves, they sold it to Target and Target then leased the care home back to Balhousie. I know that sounds unnecessary and complicated, but it does make some sense. After all, if Balhousie don't have to spend all that money at once, it means that they can simply pay a regular amount under the lease agreement and use the money from the sale to set up and run the care home. Anyway, to return to the tax issue here, the supply of land in the UK is generally exempt from VAT rather than zero-rated. But that is not always helpful for the buyer because it means that the seller is not in a position to recover VAT paid on its own inputs, and so they often pass on that cost to the buyer who ends up paying a higher price for the land. In order to get around this, the UK has designated certain things as being zero rated rather than VAT exempt, in accordance with the EU's principal VAT directive, where it benefits the final customer and there is a social reason for doing so. Within Group 5 of Schedule 8 of the VAT Act 1994, the construction of care homes is considered to be zero-rated, and so the initial purchase by Balhousie from the developer was zero-rated according to the law. However, problems potentially arise with the subsequent sale and lease arrangement with Target. Importantly for these proceedings, there is a question whether Balhousie disposed of their, quote, Entire interest end quote, in the care home as part of the agreement, because if they did, then under paragraph thirty-six two of Schedule ten to the VAT Act, HMRC would be able to impose a self-supply charge on Balhousie, which would claw back the benefit of the zero rating. According to the inner house of the court of session, Balhousie had indeed disposed of their entire interest because when they sold the care home to Target. They had sold exactly what they had bought from the developer in the first place, irrespective of the lease agreement with Target. Balhousie then appealed to the Supreme Court, which is where we pick things up. The justices of the Supreme Court wanted to understand the clawback mechanism in a purposive sense. In other words, what was Parliament trying to achieve by having the zero rating and the clawback in place? To do this it is necessary to examine the legislation in context and so generally speaking part two of schedule 10 of the VAT Act 1994 allows for the removal of the zero rating by imposing a so-called self-supply charge if one of two things happens within 10 years of the building's completion. Firstly as we have mentioned above if the recipient in this case Valhousie has disposed of its entire interest in the property as per paragraph thirty six two and secondly, under paragraph thirty six three if there has been a change in the purpose of the building i e if it was no longer being used as a care home, while that second reason is not relevant here because the premises continue to be used as a care home, this does tell us a lot about the purpose of the legislation, because it is clear that Parliament's concern was that the benefit was no longer flowing through to the consumer and was only benefiting the original recipient. In these circumstances, that worry clearly does not apply, because whatever discount Balhousie got on the original purchase price has been passed down to consumers, thanks to the service that it provides to care home residents. And that satisfies the parliamentary intent of permitting zero rating where it is socially desirable to do so. This understanding of the purpose also allows for a clearer definition of entire interest, in relation to paragraph 36.2, which is what this appeal is all about. The entire interest doesn't just mean if the property was bought or sold, it is about whether Balhousie continued to have any interest in the premises whatsoever. For that reason, the inner house was wrong to focus so much on whether the sale and lease agreement between Balhousie and Target was one single transaction or a series of transactions. The important thing was that the sale and lease were simultaneous, meaning that there was no point in time when Balhousie completely disposed of its entire interest in line with paragraph two. They either had an ownership interest or a leasehold interest at all relevant times, and so the clawback mechanism available to HMRC was never triggered. With all that in mind, Balhousie's appeal was allowed. Now, When it comes to these types of cases I am generally in favour of the purposive approach and I think that in these circumstances it achieves the correct result. There is a good reason why HMRC might want to claw back the zero rated VAT in circumstances where it is not benefiting consumers and is simply being used to achieve a lower purchase price on a piece of land. Having said that I think it is somewhat concerning that the justices are automatically jumping to the purposive approach without full and proper consideration of the law. What I mean by this is that the legislation ultimately derives from the EU's principal VAT directive, and so the lower courts conducted an analysis of the relevant case law from the European Court of Justice. That is why the inner house of the court of session made such a big deal of whether the sale and lease was a single transaction or multiple transactions. Meanwhile the Supreme Court kind of just ignored this and ploughed ahead with the purposive approach because it suited their conclusion. There was one exception and that came from Lady Arden who did not dissent in this case but offered what I consider to be a more reasoned approach compared to the lead judgement of Lord Briggs. She does choose to look at the case law of the European Court of Justice and notes from the 2019 decision in Maidebel and Etat Belge that the sale and lease are to be treated as one transaction, and so Balhousie never disposed of their entire interest for the same reasons outlined earlier on. My main hope coming out of this case is that the Supreme Court is not going to continue down this trend of ignoring or blowing straight past EU case law now that the UK has left the European Union. Even if it is not a binding precedent, much of the UK's law still derives from the EU, and so the vast jurisprudence of the Court of Justice can still continue to be useful and instructive. Failing to make use of that would be like entering a maze and choosing to wear a blindfold. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this podcast, and thanks as ever to bensound.com who provide the theme music. A quick reminder before we go that if you would like to support the podcast and help to keep it ad-free, then you can subscribe to my newsletter and earn yourself some nice perks, including more content from me each week, including in my newsletter, we talked about the conclusion of the Brexit deal that was ratified by the European Parliament, and there's also been some film reviews that have been going up on the newsletter recently, so be sure to check that out. Plus, you get a free ebook on how to answer essay questions and a law degree. If all of that sounds like something you would be interested in, then check out the link in the description to this podcast episode. Anyway, I'll be back with another episode next week, but for now, bye!